the city of Corvosa, largest in Berezia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zindane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugar Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 140. When last we left our heroes, <laughs> we have returned to the city of Corvosa. It's Yay. great! You slept peacefully in your soft, feathery bed. What is that like? Hello. You dreamed happy dreams. We filled, fulfilled all our spell slots for the first time in many, oh, yeah. many sessions. One of yeah. us did fell sleep on a fluffy bed. Yeah. One of us slept on a clinky bed. Yeah, yeah, but oh, none of us have got the best night's sleep he's had in years, not months like the rest, not weeks like the rest. <coughs> Technically centuries. Yep. Yeah. So, so how does it work? Like you've got a you've got an elven body. So, like, do you feel the coins, or is it like you're a dragon where you don't feel the coins? It's just well, he doesn't sleep. So yeah. he just meditates on top of yeah. his gold. Yeah, that makes me feel very job. morally satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a soul thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like comfort food. It's so because dragons do sleep. So at some point you're going to go back and you're going to just be like going along through your day, oh, and then yeah. suddenly you go, oh, I feel really bad. <laughs> I've got some sort of disease. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I've got the sleeping disease. Yeah. Wake up ten years later. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right, I yeah. sleep. Yeah, you've got to catch up on your previous missing ten years. Yeah. Well, there, there's plenty of stories about dragons like sleeping for a good decade or a hundred years. Yeah. That's true. The Elgor Sleeping Beauty Tale likes to be told. He comes out with fabulous pies. So we made it, we made it to, um, we made it back to Corvosa and then we talked to the resistance and... The queen? And the queen. That was awkward. Oh yeah. We lied to the queen, right to her face. Yeah. That's right. Well, it was all, you know, what, what did, what happened to you in the breaching festival? Uh, and it was like, well, we totally didn't go to Skargul and acquire mystical objects to enable us to, you know, kill the bad guy in your skull. <laughs> and then I gave, I gave Iliosa a hug and she recoiled because Ooh. we're now her bane. Oh, Silver feels bad. Yeah, so we, um, Silver feels bad. We, oh. we did kind of, um, <coughs> and then Lucy and Sabrina met, but we'll just they come happen, back They to happened what before the Iliarsa thing. Yeah. Okay. But, so you guys can do a, you can do that scene, but I think we've told you as characters that we don't, still don't want you to tell Lucy at this stage. Oh, okay, okay. So um, did that go down? Uh, no, that didn't. Okay, so you guys, um, Iliosa basically, you, you guys sent a message to Iliosa saying, and, and a few other people saying, hey, we're, we're back, we're alive, everything's fine. And they essentially sent a message back saying, cool, there's no emergency here, drop in at your nearest convenience. Um, so you went to see Iliosa, talk to her, uh, because Lucy wasn't being played, she just kind of went oh, off screen okay. with Sabrina. Yeah. Um, 
which could have been a deep, heart-rending conversation or could have been your usual one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The distractions. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what happened. Um, and then people went to the Grey to see Presidia Croft and Ben Carlo and the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And um, that is where I'll... Oh, and the city's under a huge curfew now. Yeah. We have notices saying that we're allowed to wander around. Oh, we, just, okay. we just, in our traditional method of um, bypassing the rules, we just went and got them straight from the Queen. Yes. Have you read the stuff that's up on yes. the school? Yeah. Uh, um, the newspaper. Yeah, so it's effectively, it's martial law, there's curfew yeah. at night, there's a few things that can't be supported and sold anymore, um, and... Including there's restrictions on our chemical supply. Yeah, no. <laughs> and also, we don't have the goat, is it? Yeah, yeah, and, the, and um, two out of the oh, three of the um, people were unavailable for print. One yeah. was unavailable. No one said missing. It was one refused comment. One was unavailable at time of print. Yeah, I want to find out who those people are. Me too. I'm so curious. <laughs> I assume I they wouldn't be named NPCs. I'm thinking they are. I, I think I think that they are named NPCs, and we're going to find out who they are at some point. Could be that they're all written by Tanner, <laughs> <laughs> except for the lion. No, no, no. Not Tanner. No, that could be Tanner too. Yeah. Well, technically, the three-headed chimera is the concept of. Yes, yeah, so the three-headed chimera is the is the newspaper. Yeah. And the reason it is named that is because they're big. Um, Front page stories slash opinion pieces tend to be written by, with opinion pieces from the goat, the lion, and the um, and the snake. Oh, I'm just saying that could be an in joke if they're all actually the same guy, like yes. because the um that that that's how a three headed chimera works. It's all mm. one creature. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like my rainbow dice. Uh-uh. So effectively, you've got a big list of stuff um, that. Uh, people suggested might be a thing you could look at before you kick off a civil war. Yes. Um, But none of it is stuff that you have to look at before you kick off a civil war. So um, uh, are people au fait with what I'm asking for and warning you all and all that sort of thing? Do you want more information? So you've given us a huge list of NPCs we can potentially influence to join our cause, and a very short list of NPCs we don't have to influence to join our cause, including hilariously the Scintillander, who showed up to the Resistance meeting. Yeah, he's on our team. He's fully on our team. I'll point out the list of people you've recruited is longer than the list of people you haven't recruited. Well, okay, well that's nice. Yeah. I have I have ten on your um forty succeed automatically uh, that list. Oh, so nice. So what was that list again for the remembering? Uh, so people that have already functionally thrown their lot in with the resistance that are named NPCs, uh, there are also miscellaneous troops attached to these. Yeah. Um, is Crisidia, Ishani, Vincalo, Bishop Kapara de Bear, the Cymbalander, Thousand Bones, Crojan, Eris Yellow Eyes. Um, Mar- <coughs> Marcus Andrew Yay. and Leori. Sweet, so we've got Marcus Andrew on board. Nice. Did I put down on the list that I wanted to try and recruit Seol? Uh, I have Seol and Lakota on the 
these guys would probably join up with you in a heartbeat, but they don't necessarily know this is happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, come to that, Liori doesn't know the resistance is happening either. Although, Not really, yeah. Yeah, but, you it's know, she's... Pretty easy, yeah. Like, yeah. her and Seol have every reason to not betray you to the Queen. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. They're, they're already kind of pre... We haven't joined them up with the resistance, but they've kind of pre-signed on yeah. in the yeah. basis yeah. that they really want yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, we should have a conversation with Seol and check that still applies post... You know, well, they used um, to be convincing him to turn his back on Asmodeus kind of thing. Garen's going to want to go to have a pilgrimage to um, the old castle Scarwall. He's going to want to take uh, Leori and Lucy along, and he's going to want to have a talk with Leori about the resistance while he's out there. That sounds good. Yeah. So <clears throat> what what the GM's telling you is, in the case of those two in Dakota. It's pretty much a done deal. Yeah. You can just wave your hand and go, cool, we talk to them off screen. Yep, they're on board with uh, either killing Carter one, saving Corvosa, or both. Yeah. Um, then you've got. Sorry? Uh, the reason that Garen um, wants to talk to Leori into joining the Resistance is he wants to actually install her into the house, like on a permanent basis. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And it wouldn't be fair to her if we're starting a civil war and she's, like, right in the middle of it. Mm. Yeah. All right. And then you've got a bunch of other people. And uh, the problem with these is essentially that um, you have no compelling reason to trust that they will go for your side. Mm. Um, And... Talking to people about the resistance runs the risk of the Queen or the Grey Guard or both finding out about the resistance. Um, in the case of major NPCs, that could be a major problem. Like if you tell Sabrina and she turns around and tells the Queen, then it's gone straight to the top, the balloon goes up and the civil war starts, whether you're ready for it to or not. Yeah. Um, the same for Tanith, except that he has less of an obvious attachment to Iliosa than Sabrina does. Um, the same for... These are the ones on your main list. Uh, Sabrina, Tanith, Torgamore, uh, the five royal houses, the five great houses. Yeah, we need to decide whether or not we want to talk to Torgamore about it at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a couple of other people on there, like Phil's Lamb, who, um, technically speaking, don't have any amazing reason to run to the Queen, but... You may or may not want them anyway. Um, yep. So when you go for the big guns, you run the risk that it's going to screw you over. Yeah. If it goes if it goes south, it's going to screw you hard. And if you go to the wrong person, then it will screw you hard. Yeah. Um, with the lesser people, it's substantially less of a problem because if you go and tell Griff and he betrays you, to he betrays you, that will have a lesser effect and be slower to resolve effectively is what the GM is telling you. Yeah. Right. Um, so major betrayals will be a big problem. Minor betrayals will be a problem but a smaller one. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and on your maybe list I have uh, Ruan Murakova because he is related to Teori Murakova who is a mm-hmm. great guard. Uh, Rosalie Visky who is a high ranking captain in the great guard. We need her. Griff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Albrecht the- as Modi and Healer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Garen's daughter. Yeah. And her partner. Yeah. They're awesome. They are awesome. <laughs> we could negotiate on your behalf. Garen's gonna want a piece of that. Miss McCready and the librarians of Corvosa. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, 
Zebo. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really appear to have any compelling reason to betray you, but mm. nor does he have any compelling reason to sign Why? up for the resistance. Yeah. Um, uh, here. Uh, Master Timon Dinwhistle of the Academy. Yeah. Uh, Grau Soldado. Cool. Yeah. Um, and the Corvosa Qua as a unit, who are currently part disbanded, part scattered through the Grey Guard. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to get them together again. Um, then we have the list of people who you probably really, really don't want to approach, who I've got Octavia Mandravius and Archbanker Tuttle. Yeah. Hell no, I'm um, the best one. Most, not so, it's not so much that you couldn't possibly ever recruit them, as you have no leverage whatsoever on Tuttle, and no reason for him to sign up with you at all. And in Octavia's case, she's got every reason to not sign up with you because she's yeah, actively worshipping Castle Vaughn. She's actually joined the Castle Vaughn team. Yeah, yeah, and also the fact that and we want to kill her as well. Yeah, and we're not going to with her under any circumstances in yeah. any case. But yeah. what about Brunsk? It's true, I don't have one. These are, um, this, this is not actually my full list of everybody in yeah. the campaign. Oh, wow. Um, but I will for us. put Brunsk on there, just in case he's not in my other list. Because I imagine he's at least a maybe. No, I've got, already got one I'm working on. Yeah, I, I have a full list of... Um, Every named NPC from the campaign and where they are now, which yeah. I think should cover all of them, including people like uh, Lagara Vendry, who was the crooked alchemist that was making fake cures that you yeah. drove off out uh, of the city. Yeah. yeah, see, we don't want to recruit everyone in the entire campaign. No, no. Gadget Lamb, dead, double underlined. I didn't say these were the people you were recruiting, I said these were people that I knew where they were and what they were doing in uh, relation to this. Ah, uh, yep. Is it possible to get Nephi? Nephi! Do we know where she is? She must give lucky charisma bonus to her, her troops oh, just because of the stories. She's not, I think we should stick to people that are in Corvosa. We all know she's not in Corvosa. I can't teleport and get her. <laughs> By and large, um, trust the GM. Yeah, okay. Alright, so we have <laughs> we have a bunch of people to potentially recruit, yeah. some of which come with side quests. Yeah. One or two problems in the city to resolve, which are also side quests. Yeah, yeah. we mention those first. Because um, Aaron won't know about the blackjack thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so... Cool. I think the only independent side quest was the blackjack one, and the rest yeah. of the side quests would relate to recruiting people, but I could be wrong. Yeah. How many shells do you have left to find? I believe it was four. Like, the, the yeah, thing... you got one of the thing, yeah? Yeah. The thing with blackjack and Trifica is this is not something you need to resolve before you can have a civil war. Yeah. It just makes um, things better. But it will make things better for you because you won't have people confused about whether or not the city has a hero, who that hero is, etc. Et yeah. yeah. You should definitely get onto that. Yeah. Um, and Sounds then like separate to that, there's downtime things people want to do, like yeah. um, which may or may not relate to city recruitment, like Garen's side quest and... Um, uh, Alagos' list of things, who I think we all have a list of things because we've been out of the city for a while. Yeah. Then we've got um, character preparation stuff, yeah. dividing treasure, buying items, crafting things, researching spells. Yeah. And we kind of want to 
I think, keep a bit of, like, we don't want to be super stressful about it, but we want to keep a bit of track of how much time we've had and what we've done, because at any point we could talk to the wrong person the balloon goes up and we yeah. have to go with what we've got. Yeah, because that's happened to us before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how... It seems like it would be nice to space things out so we didn't do, uh, like, 100% downtime, then 100% plot, then 100% crafting. What are the GM's thoughts on how to space this stuff out? So, the deal is, um, I have uh, ideas of what all of these things entail. If you actually go off on any of the mini-adventures, then I may just pause you and go, okay, cool. Now that you've told me you're actually going to do this... I'll prep it for next session. Yeah. For now, I'll go do something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I suspect the easiest way to do it is going to be to do things semi-chronologically. Yeah. So if the balloon goes up, we go, okay, that's, that's it. That's it. Right. Yeah. Everything that's like, you still, you still wanted to go and talk to Frau Soldado, but you didn't. Yeah. So now we're moving on. Right. So do we want to start with an in-character discussion of what we're yeah. trying to do? Because we... Yeah. Like, there are questions about things like whether we want to keep Tanner the center shell and whether we want to support Tart the tall more and whether we're trying to keep Iliosa on the throne and whether we want to talk to Pilt's Lamb at any point mm-hmm. or shun him yeah, uh, he's yeah. not in the box. Sounds like a good question. Yeah. Uh, and then if we know roughly where we're going, we can start progressing that. I also have um, Zalara's reading. But yeah. what I would prefer to do is have you guys tell me what sort of things you're interested in doing, because otherwise you will necessarily get a vaguer reading, which yeah. says, you know, I see that when you go to help Torgamore, this sort of thing might happen. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Well, how was I slash the GM supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Aren't you a fortune teller? <laughs> yes, but one that only works by GM fear. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Alright, so we're all, um, we're all kept together. We're all in our mansion. Yeah, <laughs> with breakfast. Yeah, with yeah. The, the next day's breakfast. We had a fabulous breakfast after our first night's sleep to celebrate yeah. being back, and now we're all... Yeah. Do we want to catch Nakoda up first since he's in the house? Do we want to just, as Nakoda and Leori live here, yeah. uh, do we want to just recruit them to say what could be a breakfast Just recruit them to say what could be Step outside for, for 30 minutes. I mean, Nakoda knows a fair amount of what's been going yeah. on. Because he's but been I not... haven't been telling him everything. Um, like, yeah. he didn't know that we yeah. went to Scarwall. Nakoda knows the vast majority of yes. this. Um, yeah. His, the, the reason he's not automatically on board is because he's not a hero like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he'd already be in the resistance. You're going to have to break him out of that. Yeah. He's your boyfriend. Elagos, one of Elagos's many contributions to the resistance is... um. He's got false vision up on a regular basis, yes. doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Which is fantastic. So let's have conversations about all our secrets. <laughs> uh, I did want to flag that one. Yeah. Um, false vision works on an area, not a person. Oh, really? Where detect scrying works on a person. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask this. Um, this is not a ter- this is not a terribly problematic thing because what happens is you're rocking about your day and I go, okay, Elagos, you feel like you're being scryed on, then you cast false vision, and what you have is so somebody starts scrying on you now while you're having this conversation. We're sitting around the breakfast table saying, Should we murder the queen or not? Elagos, you feel someone scrying on you. Hang on. 
Let me cast false vision and recraft this image. Should we have eggs or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't. You can't then immediately cut to what they see in the vision is us wrestling Cindermore in, inside our house because that makes no sense. What they get is the three, the, the the quarter of a second at the start of the vision of what's actually happening, and then Elagos alters it. Yeah. Oh, so it's like when you're in the uh, heist movies when you're splicing up the uh, feeds of the cameras. Yeah. So. The upside is you actually don't need to cast false vision until the GM yeah. says ping you and scroll on. The but downside is the, da- yeah, the downside is unless you prepare multiples, yeah. then you can scroll on multiple Whereas the text flying is just all day every day. Yeah. Um, and my question was who are you casting the text flying on? Because it's a person, isn't it? Because <coughs> that's the easiest one. Yeah. Yeah, because last time Last time it was last time you had um, I, I think last time it was you and when Silver wandered into your radius, you went, someone is scrying on you. I, I moved 20 feet away from Silver, no one is scrying on you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe you should scry on me because it'd be Octavia doing it, why not? Yeah, maybe. but I think Alagos needs to know when he's being scryed on because yeah. he's the one that can cast false vision. Mm. Theoretically, if I'm standing next to Silver. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this but, is not um, the kind of thing a, that you need to worry about. But basically, just, if we're not sitting around with Elagos, <clears throat> we should think carefully before we spill a bunch of secret stuff to people. Yeah, or tell Elagos first and Elagos yeah. can pass yeah, the spell. We, we may need to buy our own scrying protections if we're going to go do secret stuff which we're not bringing Elagos for. Hmm. Well, that's dependent on um, people scrying on you. Yeah. And also, Jack, you actually have an anti-scrying thing, Blackjack's mask. Yeah. You can't be scryed on with it. Yes, but Vincarlo has it as a routine ba- on a routine basis because he's currently... Blackjack. He's currently Blackjack? Sometimes. Sometimes. When, when the ghosts aren't Blackjack. Anyway, so I don't think we want to, as I was saying when I clotsily knocked over the recorder, um, I don't think we want an info dump to Nakoda in character because it's going to be a bit tedious. Yeah. yeah. What we can potentially do, like, we tell him stuff, he says so he, things he in character. So he listens to all this and he effectively... Some of that I knew, <clears throat> some of that I guessed at. I've known for a while, reading between the lines, that things aren't right with Iliosa. Like, effectively, people had told him already, the Queen's off... Like yeah. not, she's possessed by Casabon, but, um, you, but you need to stay away from her. Well, we did go into the Sinterlands with Nakoda to find stuff for mm. the Queen. Well, I don't... Come to that, actually. Yeah, he should. He knows all of this already anyway. He knows yeah. everything except what you went to Scarwall to do. Yeah. yeah, does he know about the Resistance, though? No, that's the bit he doesn't know. So we brief him on what we went to Scarwall to do and, and some contacts in the Resistance. So I would like just... Just to declare that we've worked out some kind of contact system. When we put t- people in touch with the resistance, we put them in touch with a contact in a resistance yeah. as opposed to telling them the entire roster. Yeah. That's not normally how resistances are organized. Every person in the resistance doesn't know the name of every other person in the resistance. So the idea is with the Shani with his Justica powers, because he can bind people to oaths. He can't stop them breaking them, but he knows if they have. Uh, yeah. So everyone that comes to join the resistance signs a contract with him. Right, cool. That says, I won't tell... It's the same one the other NPCs signed. Yeah. I won't tell people about what's happening here unless Ishani or um, 
in that case, it was Ashani or Bishop de Beer. It's quite yeah. different things now. But unless Ashani tells me it's okay, I won't tell people about it. Yeah. So if Nakota learns this is happening and then goes off and tells the Queen, Ashani goes, oh crap, Nakota just broke his oath. Cool. Mm. Yeah. And tells everyone. In that case, what we're probably telling everyone is there's a resistance and Ashani's Organizing it style of thing, so they, they, well, maybe, oh, ouch. maybe, maybe not say Ashani's organizing it, there's a resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ashani is by, by any measure the two I see as a resistance. He, yeah. He, he may disagree with that, but. Yeah. But we should probably not name names and, and, until, like, they yeah, sign but, So we, we tell Nakoda that there is a resistance, we put him in touch with the contact in it so he can go and sign up. And we tell them about what we went to Scarwell to do and what we're doing with Iliosa. Um, does he have a reaction about the fact that the, the previous Seneschal is, is in, was captured? And, oh, was that old news? Uh, no, that's the bit that he doesn't have. Mm. Um, to be honest, he's, he's probably broadly interested in what that means for the city, but doesn't really... Um, have any personal investment in it? Like he doesn't know Neolandis from a bar of soap. Yeah, but the fact that Neolandis still exists. Yes. No, it's, it's not a particularly big deal. But what he will take away from that is, so Tanith doesn't have to remain the Seneschal then. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of going to talk about that now, but... I understand. We just wanted to bring you up to speed, because, you know... We're going to brief a bunch of people on it, but, you know, the ones who live here need to be up to speed faster. And I'm here as well, and have all heard all these bits that I missed. Oh, yeah. So, yep. sounds, sounds great. Where do I sign up to kick, up, kick ass? So, yeah, we, we yeah. briefly already on the resistance, which yep. is the part she didn't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can, can I just throw that, like, I'm out of, like, in the game rather than us making it all up, but I, it would be really cool if, like, all the members of the Resistance had ridiculously hilarious code names based on weird mythological creatures. And so there's, like, Octavio Mandravis going, tell me who the land shark is! And people just going, I don't know! You will never get to know who the land shark is! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, like, so I kind of assume they're like cool code names and stuff, yeah. but it's not necessarily something we're going to go into and makes you know. sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We we often do that. Like you're sneaking into this place under a fake name. Call your fake name is whatever. Mm. People continue to refer to you as Elagos. Do you know the Baker Man? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Who lives under the grave? Have heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, I was having that thought too. <laughs> okay. So we briefly orient Eligo- and um sorry, Al- and we briefly orient Dakota all the bits of this they didn't know. So Eligos we is amazed to <laughs> So we can have a conversation around the breakfast so table that's what we're doing without it being su- without kicking out a bunch of the people who live in the house. <laughs> Technically speaking, I kind of assume Brutsk is on a different shift as opposed to having breakfast with us, and Lucy's mum may or may not be sitting down with us, but I don't feel like she's a big security risk in the sense that I don't think she has enough perception of what's going on in this conversation. She's on another planet. Actually, she's a ghastly security risk. Yeah. Because she could repeat this to anyone. So it's very trivial to not tell her. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she won't have a doctor. Mm, yeah, so no worries. So, so this is kind of a weird thing, I think, for all of us, certainly for me to be doing. But we would want to think what we want Corvosa to look like. Because like it or not, and I'm not super wild about it, we have a lot of power to shape the city now. 
Mm. We can live it the way it is, which pretty much sucks, or we can try and make it better, but we'll have to make some decisions about who we want to work with and who we don't want to work with. And if we win, that those decisions are going to have a pretty big impact on the world. I moot for every measure shy of burning the place down. <laughs> Make all the good things happen. Okay, we won't burn down the city. How you say it? I understand that because somebody already tried that and it didn't work. People need some sort of familiarity screen. You cannot change everything. Alright, so speaking as someone whose world has changed considerably, one can adapt. Perhaps, but not everyone's dragon. <laughs> so, big choices. Iliosa? I'd like to do everything that we can do to keep her alive. Say it doesn't keep her on the throne necessarily. Say we manage that. Yeah. That do we do we continue to support her as queen? Depends on what her mental state is going to be like. Right. Does she go back to the same Eliosa that she was before, or did this experience change her in a way that irreversible in a way? I mean, we don't know that. I like to hope that she goes back to the way she was. Having been tempted greatly, the lady may not wish to continue to rule. That is what I'm thinking as well. It might be too much for her, but... But say she does. Then I'd like to still support her. Me as well. Right. I, I think she had a lot of potential as queen, and I think we've learned a lot about what Castlevon can do to people's heads. But then again, there is people's perceptions as well. But she, they wouldn't know what happened. They would see her only as a tyrant, maybe. It might be difficult. Firstly, a lot of people are supporting her right now. Secondly, lots of people <clears throat> have said she was a tyrant. And from the moment, she, it, 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 she's never been super popular. Yeah. <laughs> and... Thirdly, there ain't no reason we can't tell everybody about Carcivon once we kill them. The reason we're not telling people now That's is true. we don't want the Queen to stab us in the throat with a crossbow bolt. That's true. That problem kind of goes away after Carcivon's dead. Me thinks there are not so few problems in the present that we have the luxury of considering problems that have not yet arisen. Basically, we can talk about this when Carcivon's gone. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the flaws in that is if you're going to say try and get the five houses on board by promising them that the Iliosa will be gone and they can have their effective ruler, then you, you need to actually make that happen. Well, does that make sense? The reality is, is once all this has happened, we potentially might have another seneschal. That's where the big thing comes in. If we if we have another seneschal, then Tamith is dropped from position, and essentially the, the the queen's status is reset. So they would have to vote on a new a new royalty anyway. Ah, so thou promisest casting thy sire as scapegoat. What I'm suggesting is maybe we should start with who the seneschal is going to be at the end of this, because. 
Does um, Vincal? It's not. It's not Vincal. Neolandis. Does Neolandis want to be a seneschal after this? That's not unknown. So, just to clarify a point here, um, the seneschal needs to declare that um, <coughs> the ruler is legitimate when they become the ruler. Essentially, yeah. Um, if Tanith were to be run over by a horse tomorrow, and some other random person to be assigned as seneschal. Elios would remain the queen. There'd be no question of removing her, short of parliament deposing her. Um, changing seneschals does not change rulers. The argument is that if Neolandis was never dead, then Tanith was never the seneschal, so that's what I'm saying. is retroactively That's invalid. what I'm saying, is that Neolandis was never dead, so Neolandis is still the acting seneschal, and Tanith was just taking his spot yeah. and was acting on his behalf. Yeah, and there's just there's no case law to support this whatsoever. Yeah. So theoretically, Neolandis could come into power and say, and, and start from scratch. So the question is, do we want to support Neolandis as Seneschal if he wants it back? Or do we want to go with Tanith on the basis that that will potentially make it easier to get him on our side? The thing is, I think that Tanith is a bit malleable. He's already on Tanith is mutable, not malleable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. I don't, do you know what mutable means? No, sorry. Oh, it's, it's changeable rather than easily manipulated. Yeah. So okay. he changes what he wants rather than us changing what he wants. <laughs> What's the main difference? Just uh, and it has to be his the, idea. The, the question or... is: Is is Tanith the sort of person who is easily manipulated by others around him? Yeah. Or is Tanith the sort of person that changes his mind or whim? Uh, both of which, or neither of which, could be um, true. <coughs> so certainly, um, he's not terribly malleable in this, that you haven't seen a lot of people winding Tanith around their little fingers and mm. making Tanith do what they want. Mm. He, he definitely creates that perception because mm. he's just like super dumb. Kenneth mm. <clears throat> definitely has his own agenda of the sort. Mm. I have a feeling though he's going to want to keep his position if he, if he sides with us. Then the question is are we okay with that? I don't think he's been a terrible sin, sure. I think he's been alright. I wish he would get rid of his act. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he puts on that act for Octavia, though, so maybe when the act of Octavia's gone, maybe he'll get rid of that act and start acting his age. I would wish for a seneschal uh, with some... Uh, Integrity? Yeah, <laughs> verily so. <laughs> That's, yeah... Sure, everyone at the table could probably add an adjective to that. May his words last as long as his thighs. <laughs> I don't think there's much question that Neil Anderson would be a better signal shell. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of whether it's worth the price of letting to continue a signal shell to gain his support. Mm-hmm. I think we need to know what Neolandis wants first. Right. That makes sense. Because if Neolandis doesn't want to be a seneschal again... Then it's a different conversation. Exactly. If he does, we, we kind of owe him. 
he may have some ideas about how to deal with Kenneth, though, if we want to talk to him. And Kenneth, too, if he want to work with us, or would he... I think he, Octavia. I think he wouldn't want to work with us. I don't think he wants to work with Octavia. But he might want to sure sweeten the pot more than trying to depose, effectively yeah. depose him. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's not a very good deal from his perspective. Tenet, I don't trust him. Tenneth has told me in the past that his, his, um, his goals aren't aligned with, with Octavia. So we need, we need to contact Neil Landis and, and ask him what he wants to do. Yeah. If it makes things easier for the purposes of this discussion, I'm happy to do so and cut back into the discussion. Yeah, sure. Um, we have the wand of yeah. dreaming, so we can contact yeah. Mia Landis. Sure. If it's not a super big conversation, we can potentially no, just say that... I don't think it is. You can very much just kind of add him to this at the table. Okay, cool. So we contact Mia Landis and ask him what he wants to do. We check that he's <coughs> still capable of communicating with us. If... Before we discovered what had happened to Cressidia, before I exchanged myself for her, keep the city safe, I was anonymous in the city, quiet after my first miraculous resurrection. To see whether it was worth disturbing the currents of the city, disturbing the queen. She seemed a good ruler from what little I saw, but I can no longer make any judgment on that, objectively. (coughs) For myself, if it is in the interests of the city for Neil Andis Kalepopolis to remain dead, then Rosario Belkivitos, I'm sure, has a long life ahead of him. If Neolandis is required to keep Corvosa safe, that is what I and the people I care about have devoted our lives to. So, ultimate answer, Neolandis has no personal investment in being the Seneschal, but he's absolutely prepared to do his duty if that's what... um, yeah, so if we, didn't, if we absolutely couldn't have Tan- Tanith there, then, then he would take the spot. Or even if you say Tanith is shit, let's put you mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. Well, I think Tanith has done a bad job. And we, while we're communicating with Neil Landis, we tell him it's going to be a little while longer, but we are making, we are getting close. Yeah. And his opinion on Tanith is very much, um, the, what you guys have very much already assessed. He is nowhere near as big a fool as he appears. Um, Neil Anders has a, an impression of Tanith as Seneschal, albeit not a massively long one, formed at a distance over a couple of months, which is that he's competent, actually reasonably competent, if, if I may say, he is not as good as myself, as myself, but people say I have a gift for getting others to work together for the best interests of all. Tanith has such a gift as well. Albeit, excuse my lack of humility, but to a lesser extent than myself, he merely chooses not to apply it many times in favour of what best suits him. So Tanith is actually, uh, Neil Anderson is a really good seneschal. 
by by any measure of Corvos's history. <coughs> Tanith is actually a pretty good one. Um, who could be better? But, if he was uh, less but Tanith is Tanith is focused on what Tanith is. Yeah, like Neil Landis is in it to serve the city. Tanith mm-hmm. is in it to be Tanith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah, and we tell Neil Landis that we are coming for him, and that we're not that far away. <clears throat> so, for my two cents, I think Tanith is good enough, mm-hmm. and I'd be prepared to work with him. Yeah, it depends on if that's what he wants, but in well, its entirety or what. But what do the rest of you think? It's no denying Neil Landis would be better. He's a better person and a better seneschal. I think Neil Landis deserves some happy life. Uh, he's done beyond his duty. Yeah. He deserves to rest. I did wonder that being seneschal again, so it's a hard position. There's a lot of politics. It's very stressful. The first decision we make to save this city is to put an evil man in place of a good one, then I hardly have any confidence in the following decisions. I'm not totally convinced that that Tanith is fully evil, however. Selfish. Right. Willing to betray anyone for his own advantage. I would not say that. He He does have some Small measure of honor. Small measures. He did also coordin- um, help coordinate the rescue of Neil Landis. Chrysidia. Chrysidia. So, Chrysidia. He didn't have to do that. No, he could have kept that to himself. For what purpose, then? Thank you. I don't think he... I. I he doesn't want to have... Um, Castlevon? Castle. He doesn't want Castlevon on the throne. He wants Castlevon gone, and freeing Presidia was a big part of dealing with Castlevon. Past that, I can't tell. Castlevon is a ruler that's not easily manipulated. <clears throat> I'm saying that, yeah, he's, he's in it for himself. Whether you yeah, guys disagree or agree, I've had really bad experiences with Tanner. Oh, I have yeah, almost yeah. entirely negative view of his character. Yeah, yeah. I think let's so talk, I'm let's arguing talk, heavily think, against. Yeah, I think we've talked about it in character. Let's drop out and talk about our character. So we don't get too upset. So we don't get too upset because this is a so like I, I it's very logical that Elagos would be anti Tanner mm-hmm. because um Elagos has said nothing but bad things about Tanner and they don't get on at all. And it's nothing that Elagos objects to about Tanith is untrue. It's not like he's not an Asmodian and out for himself and selfish and stuff. All of those things are true. Don't they only join the Asmodian church to get married to Octavia, though? No, to get, get her, her last name. Yeah. But he was already an Asmodian. Yeah, he was already an Asmodian. It was just the fact that she was the position she was, that she had the last name. Okay. He just wanted to reclaim the last name. He's the devil we know. He is kind of a devil. 
Yeah, Lucy doesn't care too much about that as long as she can trust him to do the job. Yeah, but the rest so, of us have seen him run Kovosa for yeah. a long time, and we have a relative confidence in his ability yeah, exactly. to run the city. Yeah. He, he hasn't done anything, aside from being the person he is, he hasn't yeah. done anything super bad in the entire time he's been in the He is very invested in maintaining the status quo. Mm. Yeah. He's invested yes. in staying a Seneschal. Yeah. yeah. He's, All right, he's so invested in, in, in retaining the comfort of life that he's in. Yeah. But, it's, but it's, my my goal is to remove the cult of Asmodeus from Corvosa. I know. <laughs> so I'm voting against it. Yeah, I know. Um, what I wonder about is this one's a pretty vexed issue. We've heard, we know where everyone is. Do we want to try a different one and see if we can... Like, because yeah. the thing is, if Elagos is anti a whole bunch of... Like, <clears throat> it, it depends on how it goes down. If Elagos is happy with the rest of what we decide that might make it better or like let's see how we stand on these things and then can I make a point um one of the things that the queen was doing just before we went into Scarwall is that she was going against um Chelyax like completely going against it and the point of that was was to get rid of Asmodeus from the city yeah I I agree with I don't know if that's Kassavon speaking but she was trying to get rid of as many things I think that's something they both agree on because they both. Yeah, because like it, it, Eliosa wants the city to be less Chelyaxian, yeah. and Casavon wants violence and bloodshed. I and this, yeah, the, broad, both of those things were achieved by what they were doing. Broadly speaking, the vast majority of what Eliosa has done has been things that she wanted to do, or decisions she might have made. <laughs> Uh, be it poked along by her own fears or guilt or worries or whatever. Yeah. Um, what Castle One hasn't done with her, at least probably till very close to the end, is just outright meat puppeted her. Yeah. Because she hasn't been giving a bunch of commands of slaughter the innocent, eat the babies. Mm. Mm. So we can confidently say that that decision to get rid of Asmodeus in the city was a uh, Iliosa thing. And I believe if Iliosa stays in power, she'll continually, she'll continue to get rid of Asmodeus. And I think at some point, Tanith will actually leave Asmodeus because of it. It's certainly possible, but it's definitely true that the city under Neolandis would head t- more towards removing Asmodeus than the city under Tanith. Like, each each person we pick is a voice for their particular position. Hmm. So it's a... I'm, I, I'm, I think it can be argued either way, which is why I suggest we move on to another one and see if we can... Neil Landis is not um, massively opposed to the Temple of Asmodeus. No, they but he's less... workable as a concept. Yeah. But he's less Asmodian than um, Tanith. Yes, but because Tanith is actively married to the High Priestess of Asmodeus. Even so he, her, he is a very public Asmodian, yeah. whereas Neil Landis okay. is... Um, I uh, he just kind of casually gives lip service to everyone. Anyway, this is a big discussion. How's, mm-hmm. Is everyone okay? Yep. I just feel like mentioning that once Octavia is out of the picture... Tanith is going to be a very different person. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not um, so pro-Tanith as everybody else. No, no it's okay, it's fine. Great. It's I think no reason to I don't think we should just override that. I think that's because perfectly valid. <laughs> I think that's a perf- I think Eligos has perfectly valid concerns, and I don't yeah. think it's easy to just say. I, I, I don't necessarily want a majority rule this one. I'd like to leave it be and 
make some other, see if we can make some well, other we decisions. Wanna, and... We just wanted to um, talk out the, the, the pros and cons, and yeah. at the time we'll start putting the pros and cons together into Besides, he'd be one of the last people we'd recruit. And things could go in many different directions upon <clears throat> talking to him. Yeah. 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 But I think it's important to know where we stand before we talk to him, because we don't want to offer him the central position, and Alec Goss hates that plan, and is trying to get, you know, we want to at least, if Alec Goss hates that plan, we want to at least be all on board that before we make, start offering him things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's the crutch of it, though. Mm. She, she might go, okay, I'm not going Because we could, we could approach Tanith and say, we're keen for you to come on board the Resistance, you can stay Seneschal. Or we can approach Tanith and say, we're keen for you to come on board the Resistance. People absolutely won't kill you, but you don't get to stay Seneschal. Or the mm-hmm. third option is we don't go to him at all. Or we could not talk to Tanith at all and just let well, him make whatever accommodation we can. We don't know whether the Seneschal position is what he actually wants. Yeah. No, but we we should probably yeah, know whether it's something we are prepared yeah. to give him. Yeah, I think with Tanith, we can just talk in hypotheticals all day long because yeah. no, yeah, no, we, we still have no idea about because mm. he or his whole thing is obscuring what he's actually after. So yeah. let's move on to a different. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next point. So the um, the great houses. I'd like to talk at least talk to the great um great houses. Yeah. See where they are at at least. Some of them may not be so happy under Leos's rule. Yeah. I I, I can't imagine that the ship is uh, too happy about what's happening with the trade at the moment. Well, especially after um oh God, what's his face, the Rakshasa, um mm. Arcona. Arcona. Especially yeah. after Arcona was murdered. That was a lot of trade. They're probably a bit upset about that. No, they're not. They're not. No one's upset about Arconas. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, Arconas were well loved in the city. I would mm. like to not talk to the money lending house. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, sure. that? I mean, I, I like to at Which least... Which is the money lending house? I have information. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm going to mention the um, resistance. Just want to actually... Find out. Okay, so the five great houses, one of them is House Wintrush. Yes. yes. You can I, probably get her on board fairly oh, yes. easily. Yeah, I, I feel like we can count House Wintrush. The downside being that House Wintrush at this stage has basically nothing to offer you. It doesn't personally come in the form of Lucy. Yeah. and Lucy. House Ornelius are the wizards um, and, the arcane, and the arcanists yeah. involved with the academy. Um, Torgamore does not officially speak for them, but it's very well known his opinion carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Ho. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've got names for who's leading all these people or something now. Um, House Jagari are making a lot of money under Iliosa. Yeah, so um, Jagari. Both because um, Iliosa has been extremely good for trade. She has made exceptionally good, strong trade deals with Katapesh, among other things. Um, and the climate of fear in the city works really well for the money lenders. Like, okay. the desperate people make profits. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say that they're probably not going to be too worried about Casavon being gone, but the fear will go, so they probably won't. Um, House Laurent are the halflings and the traders. Yeah. Um, they have also actually done pretty well under Iliosa. She has yeah. been very good for trade, a lot of shipping coming in and out. House Arcona disappearing has been good for all the other houses. Yeah. And really everyone has benefited yep. from that except yep. House Arcona. Um, particularly House Laurent, because yep. they have taken up a lot of the shipping. Yeah. Uh, the decision to um, 
leave Chelyax, um has not found a lot of favour with them yeah. because they're losing out on all that Chalaxian trade because the Chalaxians are having a shed fit about it, basically. Yeah. Um, so House Jagari have very strong incentive to keep Iliosa doing right what she's doing. Yeah. Um, House Long have some incentive to keep Iliosa doing what she's doing. Um, House Ornelios have no particular truck in it one way or the other. Yeah. Um, House Wintrish is in the bag. And House Endrin are the other ones, um, yeah. who are a small, a relatively small house who mostly keep it for traditional reasons. Uh, and they are led by a cousin of Marcus Endrin, who is not a particularly close family member of his because Endrin has deliberately removed himself from that decision making process so he doesn't have conflicting responsibilities. And their, their primary, their primary background is military, so they, Probably very slightly benefit from Iliosa's more militant approach, but not significantly, because now she controls all the military. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd like to try and recruit the other, the the other three great, I'd like to try and recruit the other three great houses, but I think we should do that carefully, because that's pretty risky. Yeah. I think we're gonna need at least two of the houses. Yeah. We can actually- I was thinking in terms of vaguely doing something like, Recruiting people in reverse order of risk. Yeah. Like yeah. Sabrina pretty close to last. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a yeah. plan for Ornelios. Oh, yeah. Cause you wanted to try and redeem Torgamore? Uh, yeah, I talked to him about what it would take to get his contract, uh, uh revoked. Revoked, yeah. Mm. So if we get, so if we try and recruit Torgamore directly, it's, are we keen to recruit Torgamore directly? Because I'm good with it, and it seems like Elagos has got a plan. I'm, I'm mostly concerned what Torgamore wants us to do. That's my big thing. Bribe him. Yeah. Well, no, no. So what does he want with the bribe? Like, is it, is it something we're going to be prepared to give him? Uh, well, no, because we, we'd be getting him this contract. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not a monetary thing. Um, his soul. Yeah. Would be getting of his soul, the soul that he has sold to devils. Yeah, that it's. I'm. I'm kind of like. I'm not wild about talking more, but I'm happy to work with him. Nobody loves And um, <laughs> she just. She just said she. Just... And um, I think Elagos's plan is a good way to make talking more yeah, a bit less of a dodge. Less dodgy? Yeah. <laughs> the theory is anybody can give him money. Yeah. But we could give him this. And yeah. then if we get Torgamore on side, it gives us a good position to recruit the Ornelius. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. good good thinking. And we already have we're we're tight with Marcus Endron. Mm-hmm. And we could actually ask his advice on recruiting the Endron family. Yeah. You probably won't know what to do. Well you know, they they his is family. He is so removed from them though. Hmm. But, you know. I'm awful. We're pissing mm-hmm. off some more devils. Twelve knows we haven't killed enough devils. That's <laughs> what. Alright, um. I think the little guys are not such a big deal in terms of we can probably just try and recruit the people that we want. The only other controversial ones I could see is, um. People that are worrying, like Griff and Sabrina, who we don't necessarily trust the discretion on. Well, Griff's already gone on a on a. Should I help yeah, out? He's, he's pretty. Yeah. Into it already. Yeah. And then the other one is, um, we can have a conversation about if we want to recruit Piltslam. Although um, that's the other thing that we need Griff, a conversation Griff about. Griff did yeah. then immediate, almost immediately, um, 
go back to Ashani and say, I really, really, really want to tell Tanith about lots of this. What can I tell him? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so we might want to recruit Tanith as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we might want to do that because of the fact that Tanith told him that he wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we might not so want to try and recruit Griff independently of Tanith. <laughs> I want to talk to Asmodian Doctor. Yep. So that's a good incentive. Do we want to have a conversation about Pilp's lab? You did mention that it was someone that he was someone that you wanted to recruit. Um, well, I think having a bard amongst our our team would be good, and also if there's going to be a criminal underground that could potentially get cleaned up. But if there's going to be a criminal underground, better the devil we know than the devil we don't know. Uh, and. What we can do is we can negotiate a better term, like with them. Like, like if we if we can get on a on a better relationship with them, then we can make that area better. So, just, sorry, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. No, 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 no I, I You're understand. explaining it well. Garen's just not up yeah, there. Yeah. So, out of people want an info dump about um, Phil Slam, reminder of who he was and where he was and that sort of thing. Because I think he'll have a lot of contacts with the criminal underground, and I think the criminal underground could be a big help. That's a big that's a big resource that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, so Jack's percentage is there are a number of people we could get contacts with the criminal underground, including Jack has contacts with the criminal underground, and she's pretty much 100% anti-crime bosses. She doesn't want to work with a crime boss. She doesn't think that's a good thing to have. She wants there to be less crime bosses in Corvosa, and she doesn't want to work with one or empower one. No more lamps. No more lamps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah. Jack's 100% anti-recruiting Phil's lamp. Yeah. You don't even have to ask Lucy. He's, the, the guy's absolutely gross. He is gross. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> I don't think I've got seven match pills. Yeah, so he not. hasn't. But he was one of the, um, he was involved heavily in the third book. Yeah. Well before I was But if, if Garen is like, okay with tenants, but heavily against pills, <laughs> <laughs> what's your what relationship? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ali, Ali Goss isn't, isn't keen on empowering evil people. Tenants, um, is it possible to be classy and sleazy at the same time? Because I think that's what Tanith is. Like, he's sleazy in a very high-end way, but Pilts was sleazy in a very low-end way. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that you go off the Tony Stark before he became Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, also, um, Elidos is like, surely if one, there were, to be a person, you should be, Leading the lower elements of Corvosa, it ought to be Jacqueline. <laughs> oh, right, boss Jack. Well, yeah, but I, not in a crime. Like, yeah, <laughs> not in a crime boss way, because crime bosses don't do any good for like criminals. Don't like crime bosses. Crime bosses aren't good for anyone except themselves. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying um, old Pilts is anything like as bad as Gadron was. But he's still a crime boss, and I don't like him. And yeah, I mean, I know a bunch of criminals, and so do people like Teori. We can get... Um, not that Teori is anything but on the up and up. But nonetheless, I feel like she might know some criminals. <laughs> so, surely... Theory. Oh, sorry, you go. So, Theory, if we don't go for pills, are you, are you capable of, of acquiring some underground contacts that may want to join us, like... 
general general context. Crime troops. Crime troops. Yeah. 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 Uh, possibly. Crime has actually been pretty seriously stomped on. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm, what I'm saying is instead of Pilts being the one that's commanding that, it'll be Jack that's commanding that. Like, there, w- there will always be crime in the city. Even mm. under martial law, there is crime in the mm. city. But there's a hell of a lot less of it than there was before Eliosa got boots in. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, wouldn't Eliosa actually be in favour of us eliminating Pilts Lamb and, like, Putting Jacqueline in charge of a bunch of stuff. Well, the, like she'd be in favour. All right, this one, right? this one, I need to answer in character. I can't like, I can't be someone like Pilt's Lamb without actually becoming a crime boss. You need that kind of clout to be able to bring in the big hordes of criminals. I mean, Silver's right. Pilt's could, br- if Pilt's signed on with us, he could b- bring in a lot of people. Mm, yes, I, I, I can't. It's he's got an organisation. But the thing is, to have a crime boss organization, you have to be a pretty bad guy. You have to be on the top of your... You have to kill the people that disagree with you or try and steal from you and stuff like that. I can bring in some people. I know people and I can bring in some people, but I can't bring in that sort. But it's thinking about what kind of Corvosa we want to have afterwards. And I want to have a Corvosa where there's less... where the crime is less organized. Right. So, um, GM, yep. what would bringing Pulitzer Lambman for this be saying? Would it be saying that we're okay with him being the crime boss of of, of Corvosa, or would it like what what would what would it look like? So, uh, first and foremost, you'd have to actually find him, which is not a given. Yeah. Um, secondly, you'd need to offer him something to have him risk anything because. Mm-hmm. If your thing is merely we're going to get rid of an evil tyrant and yeah. um, you can go back to what you were doing, well, that'll happen anyway, whether he gets involved or not. Yeah. Um, and you, you're not going to get terribly far selling people on concepts like do this and we'll let you live, Yeah. broadly speaking, because people will probably try and stab you and live that way instead of be blackmailed and live under your boots of tyranny. Yeah. Um, so you would have to make him some sort of offer, which would, generally speaking, have to be a lot better than just you can continue to exist. It would be very much, you know, we're all going to look the other way. Like, we're going to make the arrangements with the guards. You can be the, the prominent crime boss of the city. Yeah. Or uh, we will build you a giant coliseum where you can run your bizarre acting perv shows or whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Okay, so we'd be actively supporting him if, if we did recruit him. Yeah, like if you want him to risk himself and his criminal syndicate fighting for the city, he's, he's going to want something at the other end. Okay. Which is being Pilt's lamb going to involve some degree of personal power for himself. Yeah. We'll promise you to, we will give you a building to build, to make your own museum. How do you like the Temple of Asmodeus? Mm-hmm. I mean, in theory, you could go down really weird roads and say, like, you can be Seneschal, which you might well actually take up, but you, you may not necessarily want to offer Yeah, there might oh, be a yeah. skip down from well, I'm a big supporter of the arts. Oh, no, I've lost my voice from entirely. Mm-hmm. 
Reckon for a very weird city. Okay, so that's what it would look like if, if we did recruit him, is, is that we'd basically be solidifying him as the underground leader. Very and much that, that. And that kind of very nice sort of way. There's no future core so we have Bill Slam as the crime guy. Yeah, unless yeah. we want to do the things. Which my character would absolutely not vote for, where we promise a whole bunch of people a bunch of things, and then we get to them all together for a celebratory victory party, and then we poison them all. No, that's we true. Should, we should probably... You you also have the option to make these deals and then betray them either cataclysmically (laughs) in a fashion or just in the sense of, well, like, we said Iliosa wouldn't be the queen, but it turns out she is. Do you want a wedding with that poison? Yeah. Yeah, As I said, my character wouldn't vote for it. Yeah. Next time you should get it in your writing. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically thinking of this, like, with the kingmaker thing. Uh The people I made deals with to support me in my kingdom mm-hmm. are more prominent elements in my kingdom than the people who I didn't make deals with. Mm-hmm. So Pilts may or may not remain a crime boss, whatever we do, mm-hmm. but if we team with him, his chances of survival and thriving are better. Yeah. And I want to see him taken out back and whacked if possible, so I don't want to yeah. give him the best no, possible fair. chance for survival. That's, that's, the, that's the other question. What would happen for the Civil War if we actually took him out before the Civil War happened. Then he will cease existing as a force within the city, for better or for worse. Yeah, but would that also lower the fear in the city, bring it back up again? Um, so, at the moment, um, the Grey Guard went in with a huge force into Old Corvosa and basically wrecked the crap out of Eel's End, and I think more or less burnt it to the ground because the fire got out of control. That's what ah, they yeah. had to do. Um, but Pilts escaped that, yeah. with quite a lot of his people still. Um and at present, is on the land. yeah. At, at present, um, to some extent, he's in the three headed chimera. He's being used as a boogeyman. Yeah, Pilt's lamb is still out there. You know, yeah, Pilt's lamb is coming for your children, kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Um, so that eliminates that as a concept. But assuming that he's not directly in league with Iliosa, then she's not deriving anything more than an indirect benefit from him existing. Okay. Does yep. that answer your query? Yeah. Cool. So there would be a lower lowering in fear in the city, but not a really noticeable one. Yeah, yeah and, and it also changes, you know, the end goes from being Pilt's lamb has to crawl his way back to being a small-time crime boss to, well, since Pilt's lamb is lying dead with, a, with an earth shaker in his skull, <laughs> that's the end of him. Another crime boss will probably rise in the future. All right, so I feel like I've got a pretty good understanding of where we're at and what we want. And that maybe the thing to do with Tanith is to progress the plot in other ways because we probably don't want to recruit him too soon in any case. And see where we're at when we've recruited some more people and made some other decisions. We'll probably want to do some research into him. I'd like to to start off um, with with, with, um, um, the armor because we've got armor of of Mandraviuses. I'd like to deal with that soon. Because oh, yeah. I, I, well, otherwise we need to sell it. Like, we, I'd like something to happen with that, and I'd like to be able to sell it to Tanner. Well, what's that expression about? Well, you've just jumped from people onto uh, Treasure Division. I know, that's not me going to Treasure Division, that's, that's part of the whole recruiting Tanner. Well, that's definitely a conversation we'd need to have. Yeah. Is, is your theory that you're going to recruit him by offering him shiny mandrakes? No, no. That's going to be sweetening things, like sweetening the relationship and everything, um, and maybe a conversation starter. Um, 
because I feel like bringing up that we know the whole entire history of, of Mandravius and explaining it to him will, will help. Kind he, of he would undoubtedly, undoubtedly be interested. Yeah. Um, that's or, a thing I just thought I'd bring up as a thing that we have on the table for him. It's not... Yeah. So, not sell the armor as of yet, is what we're saying. Yeah, I, I didn't think we wanted to sell it in any case. Well, I wanted to bring it up that that was also a bargaining chip of some sorts. I don't know whether or not we sell it to him or give it to him. I don't know. But that's a thing that we've got for, for talking to Tanith with. Yep. That's good. All right. So, I think, is that enough general conversation about what we're doing? Uh, certainly. Do I hear us reading? So, the other one... Um, that I broadly have is um, I think you guys have been reasonably clear about this your end goal with, the, with regards to the Temple of Asmodeus is to reduce the influence of Asmodeus as a religion within the city mm. without just jumping to out and out banning it yeah yeah yeah. I think that's a, that's a bridge that, that's a bridge too far yeah. given how prominent it's been in the city Yeah. but we want to see if we can reduce the amount of like Reduce the hell. Yeah. I'd like to see if we can get rid of the Hell Knights as an organization. Like, not have them come back. They've been sort of disbanded, but I'd like to not see them come back. Reduce the cloud of the temple within the city. They're on hiatus. Well, That's gonna, what we want. We're, we're going to get rid of their high priestess. That'll help. Help. <laughs> That'll help a lot. She betrayed us. Cool. So, do, yeah, is there other... Okay, so we answered the Asmodian question. Yeah. Are there other questions that you need about where we're going as a group? Uh, that probably gives me what I want as a GM. So, um, what I'm hearing is to not bother producing any um, Pilt Slam related material. Yeah. Yeah. Better or worse. Um, Can I ask the table one more thing? Um, yep. If I when I go and see the doctor, um, what's his name? Ulrich. Yeah. Ulrich. Is it okay if I offer him um, a high position in the Asmodian Church? Well, we're getting As rid of the Asmodian Church. Or, or, you're not yeah. getting rid of it. No, you're not. We're not getting rid of it, but I don't but think. But he's it. a decent guy. He's, he's yeah, decent guy. And, and, and he might well improve the general tenor of Asmodian. It, it will remain but, a big enough thing that you're going to have a high priest anyway, yeah. because you've got um, high priests of the other ones, and indeed even some of the lesser ones. I think Albrecht is a guy with... Uh, given that there's going to be a high priest of Asmodeus, yeah. I don't think we could do better than Albrecht because he's yeah. got quite a lot of morals. Uh-huh. So I That's think I was thinking uh, my thought would be that we can say that we'd vote for him. Like, yeah. I don't know how much clout we're going to have with the Asmodians, even if we do. You have a lot of clout. Yeah, quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Because whoever's going to end up ruling the city is going to be there more or less because you put them on the throne. Yeah. So putting a word there, if we really hate the Temple of Asmodians. They're giving incentive to put more Asmodians under him. What, what does everyone else I'm okay with that. What uh, does everyone else think? I'm with um, Alagos on I'd rather they not, the church not exist. <laughs> Um, I, I want them to be yeah. leaderless for as long as possible. So if anyone's going to be a leader, I like to have a say, and he's the one that, that I like. Uh, Garen's going to have to abstain from this one. He's, he's, yeah. He feels he's too personal in this one. So to give Alagos some context, um, Dr. Albrecht saved Lucy's mother's life at the risk of his own life when um, she was in a lot of danger. And that's kind of why we like him. He's an yeah. Asmodian 
but he saved saved her life, and I think the lives of several other yeah, yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was an attack of there was an attack by plague zombies on the manor that they were in. And Jolene, and, what do you um, remember? He um, he was working as one of Tanith's agents. And that was correct. Why he was working as Tanith's agents there. He ran a bunch of the, he saved a bunch of the innocent people there. Yeah, yeah. They were trying to learn about the the, the blood veil. Yeah, and it wasn't it was a private party. Yeah, it was just a random people that he didn't have any stake in, and he mm-hmm. saved them. So um, he's yeah. a decent guy. Uh, yeah, Alagos is in favor of people being decent guys, but he's not in favor of the institution of the Church of Asmodeus. So, like, like Garin, maybe he kind of doesn't want to put people in charge of it so much as see if it withers. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, at this point, I think you're actively heading to when there's a big civil war, there'll be a lot of fighting around the Temple of Asmodeus, and if it burnt to the ground, wouldn't that be a terrible shame? Yeah, if it's let's, accident... Let's give Asmodeus a nice shrine in the Pantheon of the Many, or... Yeah, 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 In that and dark corner over there. Tragi- tragically, while we were trying to capture Emily Octavia Mandravius, and she accidentally got killed, you know, the ter- and coincidentally, the... Ter- Church of Asmodeus burnt down. Yeah, there was this weird weapon that came from the skies. I, I think that's an extremely realistic goal, given how many people in the Resistance at this point actively hate the Church of Asmodeus. Yeah. Like, Presidia went from being someone who didn't like Octavia much to having a massive hate on for her. Yeah. Even Ashani hates her. Yeah, so wow. I think maybe rather than promising him a high position in the Church of Asmodeus, like, promise him we'll do our best for his career right? Yeah. without specifying specifically right. the temple right. hi- hierarchy. Yeah. Just okay. in case the sort yeah. of temple hierarchy is a lot smaller than yeah. it used to be and being in it's not that great a prize. If I see a single candle fall over in that temple, I'm not going to be putting it out. <laughs> All right. Well, considering how hard it was to stop Vincarlo's place from burning down... <laughs> And well, I'm, magic fire. well, I'm here and thinking about things. I'm adding Flora to your list of recruited NPCs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. You talk to her. She's like, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Flora, do you want to kill Octavia? That's a matter of fact. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. Are there other questions? I'm good from the GM point yeah, of view. Yeah, I'm um, happy. Was else? there anyone else on the list that was of a concern and, and stuff that we need to talk about? Uh... I don't think of the littler people, and um, Sabrina is more of a personal problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like there's nothing that you're going to really need to offer her or that you could sell her on. Like, as in, I don't think you're going to try and recruit her with you can stay no, in the army or whatever, because that's not the thing that's going to matter to her. No. If we do try and recruit her, it's going to be with we will do our very best to avoid killing Elios. Oh, the other thing we need to discuss is rescuing Christia. Neil Anders? Neil Anders. God, man. I'll get him right one day. They change it now. (laughs) My thought would be that um, if we manage not to blow it in sort of the middle sections, we can start doing stuff like telling Sabrina or trying to rescue Neil Anders and recruiting. yeah. yeah, the sort of really risky things. It's a high-risk venture. Yeah. Uh, rescuing the ladders is definitely a thing that you could potentially do. Um, the downside being that it's going to be noticed yeah. that he ain't there anymore. Yeah. And then the shit's going to hit the fan. 
Um, I'd also like to say that I'm pre- I'm daily preparing a commune and a divination. Oh yes. So if people want to spend a hundred GP on answering particular planning questions, mm. we can just do that like that because I'm just prepping it every day now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah. So if people have questions they want answered, is that a concentration spell or? Uh, it's ten minutes of. It's just a cast spell. That's the yes no questions one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if, in the middle of a divination or a commune, someone starts scrying on Alagos, is he going to be able to go? Whoop! Nope! 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 False vision. Uh, yes, technically, because he can end the commune early. Yeah. And go. For asthma, should I wear blue socks? For asthma, should I wear green socks? Oh shit! Break the spell. I never found out about the blue, about the about the purple. So, you know, <laughs> now I've now I've lost. I'm not. I'm not certain that the the commune spell is our biggest exactly no, our no, biggest secrets anyway. Well, so no, on the other hand, if someone run. starts crying and while is going, should I murder the queen? Yes or no? I'm just saying if if people have questions they yeah. want answered while well, we're kind of well this well that. Yeah, the, no, that's 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 not there for people. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, and then broadly speaking, you've also got legend laws for um, wider scale divinations. Yeah. They give you less specific but more lengthy, widely things. Yeah. Cool beans. Sounds good. So what do we want to do next? Have a seance card reading. Oh, do you want some time for that? Uh, No, I'm reasonably good at that point. It's basically... um, the the less you say to the GM, yes, we're going on that mission, no, we're not going on that mission, um, the less specific Zalara will get. Um, but I think, broadly speaking... Um, we want to do the Torgamore mission, we want to do the Blackjack mission. And, and you're not necessarily going to know, will we agree to what Torgamore wants without actually finding out what it is. Yeah. Same, same for Tanith. Mm. Like, if Tanith wants you to buy him, a, buy him a shiny ring, and then you can have the city to do whatever you want with, then obviously you'll take him up on that deal. If it's sure, but I want you to sacrifice 10,000 babies, then you'll quite certainly turn them down. Hmm. Cool beans. So... Oh, um, I wanted to go to the boneyard to talk to Achikek. I mentioned that last time, but I don't know if people wanted to do that or not. Which one was that? Check again? The Red Mantis. Ah, that's the, right. The God, the, yes. the God whose purpose is to stop people becoming gods. Yes, we definitely want to do that. Should we do that before the reading? No, I think the no, theory it's is about it, it's yeah. adding the uh, it's adding it to the list you of are, quests. You are entirely oh, okay. Um, that is a self-directed quest, and that you don't need to involve any NPCs. Um, there's pretty much no risk of being betrayed anywhere in there because. Only actually can could betray you and is very unlikely to because there's just no reason. Yeah. Um, I think it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. But but yeah. the question is, do you guys want to go to the plane of the Red Mantis? Yes. 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 <laughs> to go negotiate with a god. Yes. Yeah. About eating as um Casabon saw. Oh yes. Yes. We absolutely do. Cool. It, it does sound like a cool mission. I'd rather talk to <laughs> I mean we probably want to let a little bit of time elapse from our last demi plane before yeah, we do that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, we've got to have a bit of time to do things. Okay, I have heard that. As Nodius, Red Mantis Assassin, cool. that, that you want to do <laughs> that is with, well within your capacities with various plane shifts and that sort of thing, and cool. that is functionally a Yes, a thank you for reminding us to add that to the list of side quests. Did we ever sell the Red Mantis armor? No, we still got 30 cents in it. 
Somebody's going to have a full and time museum. You don't want to sell it to the nut bag? Um, yes. Um, but, gelato the yeah, but, but I didn't get round to it before we went to Scarwall, so <laughs> now we've still got 30. It's in a storage facility somewhere in the city. I promise I'll sell it before we do our last treasure division of the game. Wow. Like that program where they open storage boxes. Yeah. Yeah. One of those Skyrim rooms where they open the, the room in the house and it's just full of nothing but skulls and it's yeah. like, what the hell, dude? How long did it take you to pile up 2,000 skulls? Not as long as it took me to fill the room with cheese. <laughs> yeah, or, or the room is full of cheese. Okay, so I have several thoughts then. Yep. Um, I could do, I probably, I almost certainly won't get through all the Harrow readings at this stage. I could do some of them and do some of them next week. We could do some of the littler scenes and then do the Harrow readings next week. Like we're just talking to people. S- sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Next week. Uh, that was a bit upsetting. Let's do something. I don't know if anyone wants to go and um, talk to Torgamore and um, about more specifically what that will entail. Because I've got what I've got for each of these things is sort of the broad outline of an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I also have several people who will come and talk to you guys about this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Do we want to do a uh, treasure dosing then? Sure. I don't know. Do people want to? Well, I mean, it makes sense to upgrade stuff before we go. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously we're going to want to do it at some point. Do yeah. people want to do that with the rest of the session? Yeah, no. it's, probably, it's probably a good time because it'll take it'll take about okay. an hour to do that. So. Yeah. And that's what we can do. Yeah, I mean, we can get out of the way. Sure, if people are cool with that. Yeah, yeah it's probably better than Harrow readings, Harrow readings, and um, yeah, division. Alright. I'm just gonna take a quick step outside. I'm just gonna be safe. Yep. Don't stress about it. So, while you're getting bits and pieces out, um, I think we can fairly safely assume somewhere in here that people are gonna run a string of divinations on the mirror eye. Yeah. Like identifies and that sort of thing. So, that's what I prepared earlier. Yes! Uh, So, the mirrored eye, Elgos, is that sort of little crystal thingy. Purple, I've got a nice picture of it here. Um, and when you cast Identify on it and find out its purpose, again, like the other ones, you assume it does more, but this is what it IDs as. Um, it IDs as something that you hold up to your eye and you see through it. And when you do, you see things as they truly are. So while you were looking through it, uh, you ignore displacement, you ignore invisibility, you see through illusions, uh, you see what's behind a polymorph. So people would effectively see like Elanos inside the, the elf inside the wyvern. Uh, no way. So when they see the wyvern, they uh, are I, I appreciate it, but I find it easier to write uh, And you can see ethereal creatures. Works, works for up to 30 minutes a day, 120 foot distance. Um, and the eye identifies and tells you that you can use it through other methods of sight. So if you're looking at people through scrying, clairvoyance, there's probably other things. Crystal wall. Wow, yes, literally a crystal wall. Yeah, it in itself does not scry, yeah. or at least, you know, unless you, you desperately need to reach for that power. Yeah. I'm morbidly curious if you can do the Vecna thing of replacing one of your own eyes with it. Oh, creepy. That's what Vecna does. Yeah. Keep, keep in mind it's dragon size. It's a big socket. He could turn it's... into a wyvern. Magic item, it shrinks to the proper size. Unfortunately, I need to destroy it before I can become a dragon again. You, so. you, you make it a monocle. 
<laughs> I, I did find when I was looking for pictures of it, crystal monocles. Nice. Just like, oh, I, I almost kind of wish I'd said it was a monocle. <laughs> I want to see what it looks like now. I'm just going to have a quick step outside because I'm a little bit dizzy. And so activation is literally just pull it out and look through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I can see Invisible Jack. Yeah. But I kind of don't want to do that because it's for curses. Very fair. <laughs> but now you know what it does. Yeah. Um, and broadly speaking, you as Alagos and all this father put this together. You've seen how the other ones work. The the powers that manifest have sort of been in line with what they are. Like the cloak is giving silver other resistance related saving throwy options. The horn either called allies to you or banished things. Yeah. So that probably has other powers that are related to seeing things, sensing things, that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. If you ever feel the need to call them on, just say. Voice of the editor here. And here, listener, we end the episode as we spend the rest of the session just dividing up treasure and doing math.